0: You can donate anonymously, or you can add a message that I can see. As a podcaster, everything comes directly out of my pocket. I don't get paid to podcast. It's just my passion. So anything is appreciated to keep the show going. Thank you so much, guys. And now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Red Rum Blonde. This is a true crime podcast. Each week, I'll explore a case, the victims, the facts, and the mysteries surrounding it. Some are solved, some remain unsolved. I'm your host, Aaron Fleming. a couple of weeks off from the podcast and this week I came back and was going to do a different story but after learning about this one I had to do it. It's so troubling to me on so many different levels. An 18 year old woman was stabbed to death on a Bay Area Rapid Transit Station platform and the attack was completely unprovoked. She was black and her assailant was white. This week I'm going to talk about the death of Nia Wilson. So far, there's not too much information about the case because it happened so recently, but I'm going to give you all the details that I was able to find. The crime was senseless and brutal. This man slaughtered a young woman. Some people are questioning if it's a hate crime or not, and to me, it's a ridiculous question. The man hasn't revealed his motives, but they're pretty obvious. The only other factor that might have played into it might be her gender or the mental condition of her attacker. The hashtag SayHerName has been trending on social media. It's the effort of many to urge the public to remember the name of the woman whose life was so senselessly taken. It's a call to remember her name and not the name of the man who took her life. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to mention his name in the podcast but I will help you know who Nia Wilson was. 18-year-old Nia and her two sisters were on their way home that fateful night. They were waiting on a Bay Area Rapid Transit, or BART, station in Oakland, California, on July 22nd. The story of where they were that day makes it even more heartbreaking. Their aunt has stage 4 cancer, so the family had a cookout in Concord, which is near Oakland, to celebrate her life. Nia posted a video on social media while she was there. And you can see her by the pool doing what all teens do on social media, just playing it up for the camera. She hugs some of her family members and smiles for the video she's taking. And she was a beautiful girl. Her family said she always had to look good before she went out, and it shows. Her makeup is flawless, like she could do a YouTube tutorial right there. And this wasn't a girl who would wear sweatpants to the store. She was always looking fashionable. In fact, her nickname was PG, which stood for Pretty Girl. Later in the week, she had planned to make something good out of a bad incident in her life. Nia was the high school girlfriend of Josiah Pratt Rose, who drowned in May of 2016. And Nia was commemorating what would have been his 18th birthday. Josiah and his best friend, Jamari Wilson, were at the Woodward Reservoir, and they were last seen jumping off a boat to swim in the reservoir. The two were holding onto each other when they jumped into the water, and that was the last anyone saw of them. Neither one of them was wearing a life jacket. And then, as if the story couldn't get any sadder, another tragedy occurred. Over 3,000 people attended the funeral of Josiah and Jamari, After the service, around 30 young men and women stood on the east side of Franklin Street. Many wore white t-shirts with the young men's pictures on them. And then around 5.41 p.m., gunshots rang out. A man nearby said, Chaos erupted, and people were running in all directions. At first, I thought it was firecrackers. And then I walked over and saw this girl bleeding. Four victims were taken to the Highland Hospital, and one person died. That was 16-year-old Regina Jeffries, who wore a white dress and had performed a dance routine at the funeral. She danced to the gospel song, Never Would Have Made It. Many at the funeral said it was a very uplifting moment at this somber event. Regina was struck in the neck with a bullet. A man who witnessed the shooting said people rushed to help her and he was disturbed by how young she was. She was just a child. She looked like a baby. Standing right beside her was Nia Wilson. When Regina was shot, she asked Nia to stay with her. Nia stayed by her side comforting her until the ambulance came. That's the kind of girl Nia was. A young girl Surrounded by tragedy, who was about to suffer the unthinkable. And from what I could tell, the shooting death of Regina is still unsolved. It's insane to think that someone could get shot and die at a funeral. There is just no respect for the living and even less for the dead. Tragedy may have surrounded her, but Nia was a beautiful spirit who always looked to the bright side. Before I go into what tragically happened to her, I want to talk about who she was. There was a really wonderful New York Times article that told about her life. She was the youngest of six sisters and two brothers, born to Alicia Grayson and Ansar Mohammed. The 18-year-old wasn't sure what she wanted to do with her life. She had an interest in possibly joining the Army, becoming a paramedic, or becoming a rap music producer. She had recently formed a music group with her cousins called Girls in the Hood, and they'd recorded a whole album called Fake Shit. Nia had only recently graduated from high school. I can remember being that age and having absolutely no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Nia should have had the world ahead of her. She had been working at a distribution center for the online thrift store called Thread Up, and then later in the week, she had an interview scheduled to do another job. No one in the family knew where because she wanted to keep it a surprise. Nia was always willing to help others. At a recent family party, her aunt was choking and Nia was the one that rushed in to perform the Heimlich. She was always there to cheer others up when they were feeling down. In the wake of her death, her family is at an absolute loss because she was the one that they would turn to for comfort she was the one who would listen and reassure them that everything was going to be alright her sister malika said she was always there and motivating you and telling you to stay positive her father was quoted as saying my daughter was everything to me she was beautiful so inspirational and she had dreams i'm supposed to be planning her graduation not her funeral And sadly, what can you say about someone who was only 18? They haven't even lived life yet. She never even made it to adulthood. Some family members mentioned that she also had an interest in becoming a lawyer or something to do with the criminal justice system. I mean, think of yourself at that age. You feel like the world is your oyster. The fact was she could have done anything. She was a very bright girl. She could have achieved any of these dreams. Or who knows, maybe she would have chosen a completely different path with any of these ambitions. The world never got the chance to experience what she had to offer. So what exactly happened that night? On June twenty-second, two 2018, Nia and her two sisters, Latifa and Tasha, were coming back from their aunt's party in Concord. They were riding the BART and they needed to transfer trains at the MacArthur Station. As the three stood on the platform, a man walked up, without saying a word, and he slashed Nia's throat. He then turned and stabbed Latifa in the neck. Luckily, Tasha was not stabbed. Latifa held Nia in her arms, despite her own serious injury. She said, I looked back, and he was wiping off his knife, and stood at the stairs and just looked. From then on, I was caring for my sister." Passengers attempted to apprehend the man, but he ran off. He rode the train through six stops with the sisters before they all got off at MacArthur. Officers who were patrolling the station rushed to the sisters' aid shortly after 9.30 p.m. A woman with a stroller gave Latifa her baby's blanket to apply to the wound on her sister's neck. Nia was yelling for her sister, yelling, Tifa, Tifa! and her sister tried to comfort her, telling her, I got you, baby. But before anyone could administer help, Nia bled out and succumbed to her injuries. She died calling out her sister's name for help. Latifa was rushed to the hospital. Surveillance footage from the attack was released to help identify the perpetrator. The man on the footage was seen running away from the attack, He ran through a parking structure where he ditched his sweatshirt and backpack. Inside the backpack, items were found which contained his identity. Another BART passenger also recognized the man from the train and notified police. And it wasn't long before 27-year-old John Lee Cow was arrested. Cow is 5'8", 190 pounds, with short dark hair and close-cropped beard, sporting two tattoos, one that says North Concord, and another on his neck, which says 925, the area code for Concord. He was arrested at the Pleasant Hill BART station without incident. Cow had a history of trouble with the law. At age 18, his adult record included misdemeanor drug charges, obstruction of a peace officer, and assault. In 2009, he was charged for a felony assault for beating 51-year-old Shane Glick and then punching his daughter. At 22, he was convicted of battery in Walnut Creek. In 2015, he had another conviction for drugs. Also in that same year, a woman filed a restraining order against him. And then another restraining order was issued the following year for threatening staff members at the Kaiser Hospital in Richmond. In 2016, he was caught shoplifting at a Target store, and Contra Costa County. When apprehended, he was found with drug paraphernalia and a tear gas canister. In May of that same year, he robbed a place called Lucky's in El Cerrito. There, he pointed a gun at an officer, but it was only a toy gun. He was in possession of a box cutter, though. He ran away and was caught at the El Cerrito Plaza at Bart Station. In 2016, he was convicted of second-degree robbery and assault with a deadly weapon. He was paroled after being sentenced to two years in prison for the robbery. Cal was apparently homeless, spending most of his time riding back and forth on the BART trains. That night, he had been riding the same train as the sisters. However, when they were on the train, there wasn't any interaction between them. It was after they stopped that he attacked. He was charged with Nia's murder and the attempted murder of Latifa. He's being held without bail in Santa Rita Jail, and at this time, he's not entered a plea. His lawyer, Christina Moore, said he was recently in a facility that treats felons with mental illness, so it seems obvious that this will be their defense. Cal had apparently suffered from mental illness for many years, according to his family. They claimed he has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. At one time, they had a restraining order against him. The Cow family sent their sympathies to the Wilson family, saying, This is in no way an excuse for this senseless and vicious attack. However, Nia's father isn't so quick to accept this reasoning of mental illness. Her father said in an interview, I hate to say that, but, you know, why would you choose two young black girls? That's all I want to say. Nia's other sister, Malika, agrees. and She thinks it was racially motivated. If he were mentally ill, he wouldn't have changed his clothes or wiped off the blade. she said to CNN. And that's a very good point. Alameda County District Attorney Nancy O'Malley is investigating whether or not this can be a hate crime. In the meantime, Nia's godfather, Daryl Allums, has urged the community to stand down while the attack is being investigated by police. This was one of three deaths that occurred within five days at BART stations. The previous day, two men were arguing on the platform. One man walked up and punched the other in the head, and that man fell to the ground and later died from his head injuries. At the Pleasant Hill station, another fight broke out between two men, One man, a 51-year-old, left the station with a bloody lip and a cut on his knee. The next day, he went to the hospital saying he didn't feel well. He was sent home and found dead the next day in his bed. A 20-year-old man is being held on assault charges in connection with that fight. Violent crimes have risen 70% from 2007 to 2017. BART plans on making security improvements in the light of Nia's death but they will need $15 million over four years to upgrade their system to digital, 1.3 million a year to monitor it, and 4.9 million to install a physical security information system.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: Or PSIM. In the wake of Nia's death, many are affected by what happened, even those who didn't know her. Terry Bachum started putting up posters in the Bay Area reading, Say Her Name, and many have placed flowers at the spot where Nia died. Social media has taken up the hashtag SayHerName That hashtag originated in 2015 to bring light to female victims of police brutality. There are some very disturbing statistics about being a black woman in America. According to the CDC, black women die by homicide at nearly three times the rate of white women. Another study by Washington University found that black women are more likely than any other demographic to have been unarmed when killed by law enforcement and black transgender women have a very high death rate and short-life expectancy. These facts are all incredibly disturbing. In fact, hate crimes themselves have risen dramatically in California this past year. You have to remember, the state is home to a ton of neo-Nazi and far-right groups. And this entire climate in the country is one of discord. I mean, every day. There seems to be some new incident of some crazy white person calling the police on a black person for something totally innocuous. I mean, I can recall countless incidents in the news. There was the guy at the pool who called the cops on a lady who just lived there. The college student who nodded off at school and she had the cops called on her. There was the incident at Starbucks and the little girl selling lemonade. It goes on and on. Now, I can't even imagine having to deal with any of that bullshit. And add on to that many unwarranted police shootings of black males. There was one very recently here in Pittsburgh. A very young kid. He was maybe 17, ran from the police, and was shot and killed when they thought he had a gun. So we can't just say that the man who killed Nia was mentally deranged. The idea that it was most likely a hate crime has to be investigated. At this time, police and prosecutors have not said that race definitely played a role in the attack. They're still investigating. There's a great quote from Kat Brooks, who is running for mayor and is also the executive director of the Justice Teams Network, who organized responses to police shootings. She said, I don't think you can take any violent crime committed against a black body by a white body outside the context of race in America particularly when you're talking about black girls in the city of Oakland. Despite Oakland being the home of the Black Panthers, the city has seen a decrease in black population. Many blame gentrification. At Nia's memorial service, friends and family gathered to honor her. She was laid to rest in a white coffin. One side had white flowers arranged to spell out her name, and the other had a cross made up of white flowers on the other side. There was one person there who did promise to get justice for Nia. That was representative Barbara Lee, who represents the Bay Area. She said, "There's no peace without justice. We will always keep Nia near to us and say, "Enough is enough in her memory." Nia's family have filed a lawsuit against Bart saying that the weak public safety protections are the cause of her death. Robert Arndt who is representing the family, said Cal jumped a turnstile without paying, which is one thing that should have kept him from getting on the train in the first place. But BART hasn't provided proper security. This is a very big transit system. It's one of the largest in the country. So security is a measure that has to be taken. Kalani, a singer from the Oakland area, was frustrated at the security issue, saying, They seem to be able to catch graffiti artists, but not a murderer. After Nia's senseless murder, over a thousand formed a demonstration in Oakland, starting at the scene of the attack and then moving to downtown. As they walked, the crowd shouted, Stop killing our kids. There's rumors that the members of the Proud Boys, which is a racist hate group, were planning to get together the night of the killing. And this is just less than two miles from the station where Nia was killed. To make matters worse, news station KTVU aired a photo of Nia holding a cell phone case which was shaped like a gun. It's just another case of the media showing a black victim in a less than flattering light. You know, as if she were a dangerous girl who deserved to be killed. The station and the newscasters apologized but the damage was already done. So what can we do? For one, we have to get Nia's story out there. Actress Anne Hathaway wrote on her Instagram, Wait, people, including me, including you, must take into the marrow of our privileged bones the truth that all black people fear for their lives daily in America and have done so for generations. We must ask ourselves how decent are we really? Not in our intent, but in our actions, in our lack of action. I completely agree with what she said. If you're white, you have no idea what it's like to be anything but white. And you have no idea what horrendous things people of color go through. A white person getting pulled over by police is a drastically different thing than a black person getting pulled over. Think of all the dash cam videos you've seen of white people getting pulled over and they actually get out of their cars to confront the cops. Think of it, if a black person did that, they'd be shot on the spot. It's a completely different world. So I agree with Anne Hathaway. We need to take action. Intent is just not enough. And hopefully Nia's death will be classified as a hate crime. And if not, I'm afraid the penalty won't be as severe. This will be a case that I hope stays in the spotlight and hopefully no one will ever have to suffer like this again. That was the death of Nia Wilson. I mean, I think about this case a lot. It's a shame when someone so young is taken and in such a vicious manner. I think a lot of her family and how they're coping. When a family loses that one person who was their light and their rock, it's so hard for them to cope. So I hope they can rely on each other. And if you feel like helping them out, there's a GoFundMe page. Funerals are very expensive, as many of us know. And plus, there's medical bills for Latifa. She has a very long road of recovery ahead. She's not only going to have the physical healing, but lots of emotional recovery. Thank you for listening to her story. And I'm sorry I didn't have more information. I scoured the internet and I read every story I could to pull together something. It was refreshing to read a lot about who she was as a person. So often you read these stories and you don't get to learn about the victim. If you listen to the podcast regularly, I apologize for the radio silence the past two weeks. So I got transferred at my job, and I got a puppy all in one week. Maybe not the best choice. I was a little overwhelmed, and I was also kind of going through a bout of depression. But I'm getting back into the swing of things, and I really intend to get the podcast on a regular release schedule at some point. If you have any suggestions for the show or if you want to just reach out, join the Red Rum Blonde Facebook group or check out the page. I'm on Twitter. Just look for me at Blonde Rum. I'm also on Instagram. And I finally set up an email for the show. It's redrumblonde at gmail.com. So you can contact me there. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.